listening to the pod must not be named i am your host sami with my co-host madi hi madi hello this is a podcast where we talk about things that we find interesting things that we like and things that we don't like so much so sami uh, we have a couple of guests today uh, do you care to introduce them yes so uh, again we are welcoming shravan uh, on our podcast who has been uh, Uh, on one of the episodes which was soccer special so hi shravan and since hi samruddhi and since this episode is also going to be about football can you tell me your favorite team or the team you are going to support for uh, the upcoming leagues yeah so like always my favorite team is bayern munich and then i also support liverpool probably just because they have a german manager as akash mentioned in the last podcast so yeah those are the two clubs i'm really looking forward for yeah good good time to be both a bayern and a liverpool fan might i yeah exactly like a golden era for <laughs> both the teams winning like liverpool winning the champions league last last to last season and bayern winning this season okay so sami care to introduce the next guest Yes so our second guest is Saurabh Bansal who is also a football enthusiast and a good friend of ours so hi bansal and how are you doing and would you also care to mention your team that you will be supporting for all the upcoming leagues so hi sammy hi akash it's been long time coming i was waiting when you guys are going to invite me here so uh yeah so like uh, shravan said he supports uh, bayern munich i am at the opposite end of that spectrum i got the receiving at the 82 bashing i am the i'm a barcelona fan so yeah i mean man i really wanted to invite you the last time around but there were so many fucking barca fans that i i was like i mean like how much crying can a person handle at some point right because that was fresh out of uh the match right so we, yeah. we were like yeah there will be a time you know there will be a time to bring you back but this is straight diabolical man like pairing me with shravan who's a hardcore bayern fan just after what happened in the champions league okay uh I, but I let's to do yeah. it man nice one guys <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. so, so uh, hopeful uh, going side so do you do you uh, follow any other clubs in any other leagues apart from yeah so ha huh, so like this year i'm uh, t- uh, t- turning towards premier league a bit more that i have haven't really shown any interest in that for some previous seasons i'm chasing these teams everton and uh, manchester city a lot more this year watched liverpool's and leeds all matches of these two teams as well leeds they just excite me a lot By the way, did you watch that? Any of you did you watch that uh, documentary on Prime about Leeds United? No. So you just no, have I, like, to see it, it, I guess. Like I guess you just have to see it. I mean, uh, is it on the season that they got promoted? That is the last season. Actually, no. Actually, it's the season, uh, the one before, where they appointed Bielsa and Bielsa and all the upper management was changed. So. so the main season is about that they have the promotion season as well they just have two episodes on that you know covid and everything so i think they got like side tracked on that season but the season before that that is just 
amazing uh, piece of documentary that you should see i guess yeah i mean i'm i'll i'll be excited to see that and it's a nice recommendation because uh, if i remember correctly it was the season uh, before the last one where uh, someone scored a goal from leeds against a team while uh, the opposition player was injured which is considered very unsportsman like and uh, the manager uh, who is marcelo bielsa the leeds manager screamed all their all his players to give the goal back which means that they took the ball into their own net and put it in the goal so that uh, was yeah so he just told everyone to not defend right and they did not touch the ball at all they let the opposition striker just score that goal so no not that that season is also famous for spygate if you remember lampard, yeah, lampard was frank lampard, lampard was derby's manager that time Yeah, so yeah, that yeah, press yeah. conference after Sky Spygate, man, that press conference where Bielsa just blasted Derby's tactics. So, so for people who don't know, uh, Bielsa like he's a very classic manager and uh, he's a very experienced manager. And I'm I'm sorry, I, I'm getting sidetracked. Uh, we are supposed to talk about Champions League, but uh, Leeds and Bielsa are just so damn interesting. Uh, so anyway, that guy uh, does his homework. if uh, that is even uh, a saying because uh, i remember guardiola once uh, saying that uh, while he was managing barcelona and he came up against athletic bilbao which is a spanish team uh, and uh, bielsa was the manager there so uh, when when they lost uh, i mean barcelona won it uh, at at the end by, uh, you know bielsa comes up uh, congratulates him that yeah, yeah man you are doing a great job and i just want you to have this and uh, he just handed him you know pages and pages of notes that he had prepared on how barcelona plays how each and every player thinks and uh, you know how to co- counteract them and th- the same happened with uh, him uh, in leeds uh, it was it was seen as a very weird thing that such a established amazing manager is going to the championship this is the second tier of english football but uh, he he started doing his research and even you know he sent a scout down to derby's open training sessions and he was noting things down and uh, lampard who is now the chelsea manager of course got pretty fucking pissed about that and uh, I, i mean like it's an amazing story and yeah it's a good recommendation definitely so okay so i have a doubt he since yeah. uh, bansal just mentioned ki he is following everton uh, lately so i i wanted to know ki everton it's on it's i guess on the top of the table in the premier league so has the team been always this good ya pichle kuch ek do saal mein aur bansal is being a gold digging horse right now i'm just i'm just there for the thrill sami whatever teams plays well i watch them i'm not supporting everton or anything i just like watching them play this season they have yeah, that aggressive has a lot of fantasy players from everton i guess <laughs> that's another actually, motivation no uh, shravan i think we're in the everton. same league right uh, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh, actually i don't have uh, more than i don't think got one or two players from that team and whatever player i have i won't mention those names but they haven't performed until <laughs> <Okay. laughs> i'm i'm the top of that league and <laughs> i have i've been sensible <laughs> enough 
to pick Everton players. And I tell you guys again, that is the team that you want to invest in. And again, I mean, answering Sammy's question too, they were absolutely dog shit up to this season start. Uh, and, you know, uh, like this is sort of a golden era for uh, Premier League when there are so many good managers. I mean, you cannot even count. Uh, you have Klopp with Liverpool. You have uh, who has, of course, uh, won the Champions League and the Premier League. Even he won uh, the German League, Bundesliga, with Dortmund uh, against a Bayern team, which was really fucking dominant in that era. Uh, I mean, I remember uh, that era's Bayern Munich team knocking on the doors of the Champions League finals like uh, three times uh, in like in the matter of four years, if I'm not wrong, right? Uh, yeah, so like 2010, 2012, and 2013. Yeah, 2010, 2012, and you won the treble finally in 2013. In 2013, yeah. So, so I mean, that that was quite a dominant team, and uh, what Klopp was doing there was amazing. Uh, people don't need to get started on uh, who Guardiola is, and if you don't know, like, just, just uh, you know, uh, see some YouTube compilations of Guardiola under Barcelona and you'll understand what that person is. Uh, there's Arteta, who is a very good manager, uh, who is managing Arsenal. He's doing amazing stuff uh, for a team that is rapidly declining. There's Ancelotti, who has been multiple Champions League winner as a player and then as a manager. Right. Uh, I mean, it's a huge achievement. He did it with AC Milan. He did it with Real Madrid. And uh, he's managing Everton. Marcelo Bielsa is managing Leeds. This is quite a golden time to be alive, to be honest, as a Premier League fan. Yeah. So, you mentioned Arteta, right? So, like, Arsenal this season, not this season now, like, since lockdown, post-lockdown, right? You see that team and you actually see players playing for something, right? They have more structure. Uh, Zaka was, I used to think Zaka was absolute shit under all the previous managers that there were, right? He's doing wonders post-lockdown. Uh, you have Aubameyang. Okay, he always has been a superstar player. But right now, he looks something else, right? Uh, he also said that he just signed a five-year contract, right? He said... I am staying because I believe this team has something to offer, right? Arteta has talked to me and I think, Mikel Arteta has talked to me and I think this is a good project to work on. They bought, uh, they brought in Villian this year. I think they had a problem with wingers. They didn't have very good wingers earlier, right? Villian is a player who will get you through 38 matches somehow. He won't. He'll consistently perform in each match and give some five, six great performances throughout the season. See, right. the thing with Villian is I've I've watched him closely for uh, what mm. like nearly five years now, five six years with Chelsea, and uh, he's a workhorse. And uh, like yeah. a lot of people don't seem to appreciate that in a player. Uh, when whenever people think of wingers in the modern generation of football, where you have uh, people like Messi and Ronaldo playing their peak uh, in in the wing, right? In the left wing or the right wing. Uh, you you think of wingers as these flashy players who will uh, cut cut down and you know score from the um, I don't know out of the box or something like that. Uh, but you have William who 
provides that stability to the team uh, he's at times he's the uh, final attacker who is coming into the box and at time he's the final defender who is defending and i mean everyone values that in a person and in a club and uh, it's it's not uh, you know a regular occurrence that chelsea lets a player move on to arsenal uh because mm-hmm. of course uh, both of them are fierce rivals but they just do it for people who they genuinely seem to respect and you know they have a genuine connection with them like peter check who was a legendary goalkeeper for us uh he had his kids in london uh, they were you know going to schools there so he didn't want to change places so this this is what happens and uh, you know like he's an amazing addition and like in like speaking of arteta if if uh, people have been following manchester city players uh, they have some of the highest praise for him in my opinion uh, like he's just an assistant manager he was just an assistant manager for manchester city and he had no experience before that uh, he was a player and then he became a, an assistant manager under guardiola directly so for that person with so little experience to come into a side and you know just spin it around like that i mean kudos to that man i mean like it's seriously good and yeah like they are displaying results as well right they won the fa cup then they won the community shield they defeated liverpool like they were champions but they still defeated them and then again a decent start to this premier league campaign as well yeah Uh, and the thing with arteta is that he sets up a solid team and you know you never expect this from arsenal like either for arsenal it's like uh, under wenger or under emery it was like either they win 4-0 or they lose 6-2 that, that's the only thing that's there and now they have started you know playing like champions grinding out these shit results you know uh, teams like sheffield united will not give you the win that you're looking for and they are still you know grinding out the results winning 2-1 winning 1-0 winning 3-2 wherever they can winning by one goal here and there and that's that's a mark of a really good team when even when you're not playing well and still grinding out that result yeah so uh, the squad looks a bit more energized a uh, bit more there's a bit more hunger to win also right uh, the west ham match uh, the second game week i guess if any you watched that i think with the previous managers under emery or the past couple of seasons under wenger also they wouldn't have won that match right the team would just have crumpled there uh you talking about gr- grinding out the results right uh west ham match totally justifies that uh, i think lot has to do with how passionate their manager is uh they are structurally working to make this a champion team uh see a champion team does not get built in a single year like the way arsenal have dropped uh like in the past decade they need some time and currently they are on the right track uh obamyang was a right step in that direction dakazet was a right step in that direction uh they bought in torreira which at the time 2018 1718 season was a star right uh didn't work but they got him uh this year uh, gabriel uh burn burn leno last year so they are thomas covering Partey. their pieces i mean let's not thomas party yes what what an amazing coup that was because like 
as far as arsenal are concerned uh, they were never they never had an issue going forward they were a very good attacking team and uh, you know with obameyang lacazette nicolas pepe and now villian they have an amazing attack uh, they don't need to strengthen there what they needed was a a really solid defensive midfielder and uh, you know they like were better to get it than atletico right uh, and they are they are doing amazing and i'm really excited for them and more power to them shame ozil couldn't work out with them uh, he's a really good player uh, a world cup winner champions league winner uh, who is clearly still in my opinion the most gifted footballer in that club right now uh, I, i don't know like some people might argue it is obameyang but i still think that uh, the kid ozil that i saw in 2010 world cup was just out of this world and it's a shame uh, again he was asked to cut down his wages for uh, covid uh, but uh, he you know like uh, arteta was leading the charge to convince everyone uh, to cut down their wages but uh, ozil refused because uh, he saw what was coming uh, although arsenal's team and manager are very good uh, the upper management is absolutely shit uh, you know so it's it's a shame really uh, because they the upper management promised to all the players that the small time working staffs that are uh, you know helping the club run uh, in a day to day basis would not be fired uh, and in exchange for that they were foregoing the wages and ozil saw that coming he said that they are going to lay off the uh, you know workers anyway Uh, so i am not taking a pay cut at what uh, 350000 a week that's that's quite a large sum of amount like 350000 pounds a week and he refused uh, and they had to let go the uh, you know let go the staff and now it it seems like his career is over in arsenal sadly he won't play another game uh, for them you know what the rumblings are to be said anyways we have talked about arsenal for a long time so uh, crony do you care to kick us off with uh, the champions league draws that have come out uh, and you know the group a has bayern so i am i'm hoping that you could start off, off with that yeah so like group a has bayern atletico salzburg and lokomotiv moscow so like it's a pretty straightforward if you want to predict it's a really straightforward group if you want to predict who's going to advance to the round of 16 right you'd probably pick bayern and atletico in that order as well so yeah it's like uh, bayern are in a really good form uh, they won the champions league like a month ago a month and a half ago and they like started this season with the uefa super cup win the dfl cup win and then battering schalke 8-0 so yeah like again this was a sign that this was going to be a good season but then we suddenly lost 4-1 to hoffenheim which yeah i was going, going to come come on that right <laughs> uh, like was that a blip in the pan or what i mean like you guys yeah, like, uh, win 8-0 uh, w- one w- week and <laughs> <laughs> yeah so <laughs> we won it 8-0 one week then we had a midweek match against sevilla so all our players like they played 120 minutes in that match and the almost the same starting 11 started against hoffenheim so that gave us a reality check that the uh, depth of the squad is not enough for us right now 
right we had like around 17 outfield players uh, registered for the bundesliga campaign right so yeah we made a couple of good signings i guess uh, douglas costa from juventus and chupomoting from psg uh chupo voting could be considered a good signing but like everyone remembers no, for he, horrible mess right <laughs> he, yeah. he he was a player who got relegated with stoke city let's not fucking <laughs> kid ourselves he is a championship level player at so was shakiri right but <laughs> yeah I mean, shakiri was the best player in that team right <laughs> chupo voting was not even that And yeah I, so, i can't believe man he must have some agent or uh, that agent yeah man like he has a golden agent uh, yeah <laughs> anyone would say this openly right he, he has a golden agent uh, he like somehow <laughs> got into the uh, bayern munich squad right now probably just uh, I mean, like, uh, like a precautionary backup to lewandowski psg psg versus bayern was the finals he played with psg last season and is playing yeah. with bayern right now and yeah, that and another uh, there's one thing like uh, he said just uh, like after joining bayern he said that uh, during the final stages of the champions league in lisbon he told to uh, neymar uh, that he thinks bayern munich is the favorite to win the champions league though he is a psg player <laughs> you you say that <laughs> you say to a player like neymar <laughs> who also has mbappe in his team uh, that so like i now. if i remember correctly uh, he came on as a substitute as well in that final right and so missed an absolute shitter <laughs> yeah. like so... had had a fucking really bad miss if i if i say that right he yeah. he had a really so, bad played miss played in a champions league final Uh, played yeah. with PSG and straight away yes. went to Bayern. <laughs> like, yeah, man, like, I need his manager. I need his about manager. his agent, hundred percent. So I mean, like yeah. now, now in Bayern, that uh, you know, like, could you talk us through the transfers that you have done since that one and a half month, and how how are you guys looking to maybe go for another season, uh, pretty yeah. deep into the Champions League? so we were like uh, during uh, like after the final we uh, we thought that we had sane so but we always for, uh, like forget that how injury prone he is he completely missed the last season i guess uh, he got injured in a community shield match against liverpool and then he missed the complete season so yeah so he got injured again now uh, previous week uh, so he is injured out for a month and that's why we got douglas costa was in bayern uh, in 2015 he also had a great season again uh, under pep guardiola and like he provided great assists to uh, lewandowski and muller so he has the experience of playing with them that would be a great advantage i guess uh, but i think uh, like once sane gets fit uh, hansi flick would again start sane and gnabry because they would clearly like uh, outperform douglas costa in the long run i guess i mean like sane is a generational talent if there ever was one right uh, that yeah. guy that guy 
was not getting a starting place at man city he's he was pretty young right uh, he's what 21 22 or something when uh, yes 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 ago and he he didn't even play that much if i remember correctly it was uh, about like 1500 minutes or something like that or even less than that and he managed to get double digits in both uh, goals and assists goals and assists yes uh, which is which is like bonkers for me for this young and age <laughs> for a team like man city it's it's an amazing he's an amazing talent and again uh, a, a big loss thiago uh, going to liverpool like for you it is not much of a big loss because he's going from one team that you support to another team i guess but, yeah <laughs> uh, but uh, okay still we have kimik and goretzka to fill in that uh, gap for thiago and you know like it's uh, better to have a transitional season like or an experimental season with goretzka and kimmich or instead of playing thiago and benching one of them so yeah i guess it was a good thing to happen as well so how good is buna sar who is going to i guess start for you at uh, right back I yeah guess. So if, if kimmich is playing on the center i think he so is- we have kimmich the our first priority but if he plays in the center we have benjamin pavard as well so oh shit i, I completely forgot that i, I, I completely forgot ki tumne daka maar diya tha pure france ke squad pe unhone world cup jeeta a training match between france and germany in our training ground because we have seven first team players from both the squads right so we can definitely have a training match in our uh, like training sessions uh so yeah i and think and everyone ben- is world cup winner nonetheless nonetheless <laughs> yes 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 so uh i think the major problem would be at the center back position because once like we cannot keep on trusting in voting again because it's really getting slower as we speak <laughs> i guess uh, yeah and uh, like in big matches is completely uh, like you it is noticeable like how weak he is against uh, pc oppositions like in a match against dortmund you could easily see him like just jogging in front of uh, maybe haland or jaden he... yeah it's like forget about the ball he just needs to match his pace with the uh, attacker like jaden sancho or erling haland so yeah the one uh, replacement we got for that position was thiago oh sorry uh, lucas hernandez so yeah even he was uh, injured for the major part of the last season and it's weird it's really weird that you guys got benjamin pavard and lucas hernandez who both yeah. played as right back and left back and you actually want both of them playing as center backs for you right because yeah. uh, that's how your <laughs> we, team is built and we have nicolas sula as well who plays center back for germany <laughs> yeah he's a he's a very nice yeah. player uh, and he's very comfortable on the ball uh, but the only problem is like he is also very injury prone right yeah uh, like uh, all of our center backs are currently injury prone and that was last season when we had a 3 months rest right <laughs> i i just wonder what is going to happen this season with the... so uh, where do you think they like how far can they go with this side can they go yeah. all the way can they go to the finals or semi finals i am expecting at least a semi finals finish with the same coach that won us the treble last season so i at least i expect a semi final finish from bayern munich so so that is, is what are... is separating you right 
from the final when minus Thiago Alcantara is basically semi-finals. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like actually considering the number of injuries which are about to take, like I can just feel it. The, like, uh, yeah, I guess uh, tomorrow night there's a uh, UEFA Nations League match for Germany, right? And uh, to, like within 48 hours, we have a DFB Pokal match against a second tier German side. So I won't be surprised if uh, I would see Douglas Costa and Chupo voting making their debuts for Bayern. Yeah, I mean, so, like, especially Joachim Lowe with uh, Germany is absolutely running Ganabri into the ground, right? Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's the only player that seems to understand how football works and, uh, you know, that, that like, that's all he's focusing on. Anyways, yeah. I mean, we have, uh, like, lingered on Bayern for a long time. Yeah, I had this doubt that uh, I remember a player who was uh, given to Bayern from Barcelona in a form of, I don't know. Loan. A, a form of loan. So, is that player yeah. still in Bayern? No, that was uh, Philip Coutinho you were talking about and he went back to Barcelona, his so-called dream club <laughs> this season again. And he's again. playing well. And he's playing yeah. really well for him. Like, he's become an absolute unit as well. I mean, physically, man. Like, you players, you are six, five foot seven Brazilian heading goals regularly now. Like that's what Bayern does to you, I guess. Like it makes you a weird player who <laughs> seems to do an awful combination of things. Ha! Huh, I just have a bit of a doubt about Bayern's season. Seeing their midfield, right? They uh, have sold Thiago, which was a major like player. Uh, in their yeah. treble winning, right? Treble winning. Easily season. the best midfielder. So, in and I don't think they have roped in any uh, anyone even compared to his level. And no. being what their yeah. formation is, like 4 2 3 1, I guess you go with two holding midfielders, right? Bayern goes with yeah. two holding midfielders. So, yeah, exactly. And, so the yeah. two holding midfielders are expected to be Goretzka and Kimek. Like okay. Kimmich instead so of like, playing at his natural right back position, like uh, for the end part of the last season, I guess he played uh, as a holding midfielder. So yeah, uh, I think, I think and uh, even in fact it was I think Guardiola who uh, experimented Kimmich with the no, central he, midfield. No, no, no. He experimented Kimmich at the center back position, and then we started considering a lot of. Header goals as well because he wasn't able to jump that high. <laughs> so and then yeah, so Kimmich like playing previous uh, I don't know three four seasons as a right back. Uh, yeah, replacing uh, then, Thiago in yeah, that exactly. position. Do you think he will be able to hold long? Yeah, I think we we like saw in the last two three months that he could even perform that well when Benjamin Pavard became fit and he. Uh, acquired the right back position and even Joachim Lowe uh, started like starting Kimmich uh, in the holding midfielder position. So I think it won't be a, a major problem for us right now. Yeah, I mean, like uh, last season, I, I saw the match where uh, you guys absolutely rinsed Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, yes. And, and in that yeah. match, uh, I think Kimmich was in the holding midfield position and uh, he was uh, like really good. Uh, in he he scored uh, like one of the best goals of the seasons for us uh, yeah, in that match it, as well. It was a wonder goal. 
Yeah, so, exactly. Okay, so I think he is he has now enough experience, I guess, to play in the holding midfield as well. Okay. Yeah, so, so moving anyways, on to Atletico. Atletico, yeah. Which is the second team in yeah. the group. I wanted to know what is with Luis Suarez and what is up with this uh, him getting into Atletico and I guess there was Messi uh, giving out a statement that he did not like uh, the way uh, Luis Suarez was sent to another club or was removed from Barcelona. So I guess Sunny can tell us about it. Yes, yeah, so uh, I'd say he was made a scapegoat, Suarez, right? He, I think he had a decent season, better than some of his previous seasons, right? Uh, Rakitic too, I think, was made a scapegoat. But yeah, the reason they gave for Rakitic was they wanted to like reduce their uh, wage bills. For Suarez also, they said something like that. Uh, and considering that they sold Suarez, uh, Griezmann is still not playing in that striker role, right? So, who's your pacey, prophylic striker that goes out there and scores those goals? So, yeah, Atletico, I think they'll have to find a balance somewhere uh, where they can play Diego Costa and Suarez. Uh, I don't know. Maybe if they both can play in the same eleven, uh, this team, I don't know what this team can do, right? Uh, it will go to great lengths. Uh, right now... Simeone dream, I mean... Uh, Morata, right. I never thought that he was a very good fit for uh, Simeone's Atletico because uh, Simeone doesn't train football players. He trains warriors who can play football on the side, right? So, uh, like adding Suarez was such a natural fit in my opinion uh, that, I mean, he adds so much shithousery to uh, the game and uh, like especially with Diogo Costa too, it's it's like clear that uh, it's going to be a dream couple and uh, like they both were combining brilliantly in the match that uh, Suarez started in my opinion, right? I think uh, like Suarez has uh, shown that he's out there this season to score those goals, right? A header and uh, another goal in that first match. Uh, Couldn't score any after that, I guess. But... We'll see something from him this season. Suarez, Diego Costa, Simeone, and I don't know Felix can get uh, like a good season this year. I don't. I think I don't have uh, much aspirations for him. But if these three players can make up that front line, like I don't know, uh, Atletico sure can go to semi-finals this season. They're gotten Torreira. Uh, okay, uh, he's a bit downgrade from Partey, but uh, still he's a good player. Uh, he can hold that midfield well, right? So I have hopes for this team this season, even in the league, in the La Liga, right? Uh, uh, seriously, uh, title contenders. They are the title I mean, contenders for the league this season. Yeah, and you know, La Liga's uh, teams fall from... Uh, like the Champions League uh, context is quite well documented, but people generally seem to focus on Real Madrid and Barcelona and say like, oh, they are rebuilding or uh, in case of Barcelona, like, oh, they are royally fucked. Uh, but no one talks about Atletico and the mistakes that they have done. You know, signing Lemar for 60 million, then, uh, you know, selling Griezmann and then buying Yao Felix for 110 million. I mean, I don't know, man. 
it's it's not uh, it hasn't worked out for them i really hope that suarez works out yeah even like i was going to add on that that uh, like a, for a club like atletico who makes a signing for more than 100 millions they are not like uh, performing to their potential right because uh, at like eventually people see how many trophies you have won for the season i don't think that they have won league in the last six season champions league they have made uh, two uh, final appearances but still haven't made that uh, final what i uh, Mm, like they haven't been able to perform that well in the final right and uh, then again i don't think they have won the uh, copa del rey in so uh, in a, in the last few years as well okay. till how it's, long it's do they keep trusting test. diego simeone <laughs> i'll put them out for one trophy at least this season even if it's the cup like okay yeah. i think they have that team this season yeah How how far do you see yeah, Atletico yeah. going this season in Champions? Yeah, uh, Champions League, I think uh, quarter final definitely, and semi final, I think there's a good chance they'll get to the semi final this season. Like uh, from there semi final onwards, uh, it's difficult. Uh, I to don't predict. think there are a lot of good teams at the moment. Uh, like, not saying there are not good teams, but uh, Atletico. uh not from spain at, at least uh, i don't see barcelona going anywhere i don't see real madrid going anywhere right uh, atletico is there i think they will move to that semi final place they can grab that place this season uh okay so yeah. on that note let's let's end the uh, this part of the podcast we'll move on to the second part can we agree that salzburg will finish Uh, comfortably in the third place europa league place for uh, group a yes i think so like oh, uh, i think they are better than lokomotiv moscow i guess that is the only reason see i am a no but following football but i still think salzburg will make it to europa league because <laughs> it's owned by red bull oh god yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's that's pretty much the reason yeah that's pretty much the reason so yeah again like moving on to group b uh i think it's real madrid so uh sunny do you care to start us off yeah so uh this i don't think uh, the top two are hard to predict in this group real madrid and inter are the top two uh with the current form that real uh, are showing uh not very hopeful about the team uh benzema scored a ton of goals last season i think he'll carry that form uh this time around also uh, but the attack is pretty much not very experienced right you have vinicius junior you have asensio right and this should be asensio's uh, make or break season like he's been there for four or five years and he hasn't had that kind of impact on the team until now and coming in from the right i think this should be the season where we get to see asensio becoming a uh, Mbappe or a, I don't know uh, that kind of a player, right? A Sancho or level player. A Sancho level player, or we'll just see him crumble down, right? And we won't hear his name again. Yeah, uh, I mean Real Madrid again, like they are saving up big time uh, for next season. Either they'll try to go for Mbappe or Sancho, as I've said to multiple people multiple times that yeah, they are definitely saving up. I think that. They have given up on Hazard completely. Uh, he he. They signed him for hundred million euros last season, 
uh, with it potentially rising to about 160 million and uh, some reports claim that uh, in that about 20-30 million have already been paid to Chelsea. So that's about 130 million for a player who turns up overweight uh, before the season. And uh, like that's two seasons in a row now. Like last season when they signed him, he turned up overweight. And now the second season that people expected that he'd uh, be a bit more professional, he has again turned up overweight. Eden Hazard, man, like I'm happy Barcelona did not go for him. We, the team really did want to go for him for many seasons now. And like, okay, uh, he has not lived up to his name. Uh, last season, everyone said was a fluke. Maybe this season will be better. I don't see that happening. Uh, turning up, uh, like you said, overweight for your practices. Lockdown is not an excuse for a player of that quality to not be fit. Right? In a play, in a team that is arguably the best team uh, on this, arguably the most decorated team, right? In this uh, league uh, in Europe. Uh, and then the amount of money they are paying him. So, Eden, they have totally lost their confidence on Eden Hazard. Vinicius will start most of the games. Uh, maybe some other uh, younger player from their academy. And by the way, the, uh, the way uh, Real Madrid are pushing their academy players is just great. Uh, no buying. Uh, they haven't bought any players this season. Will show a bit of confidence on Luka Jovic, I think. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, Benzema would be the star. My concern is the midfield. Like, okay, you'll say, why is that a concern? Like, they have Modric, Cruz, Casemiro, the dream team of, like, midfielders, right? The dream midfield. But, I don't, uh, like, this is their fourth season together. I think this will, they will feel a bit bloated, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I think there should, they ha- there should have been some kind of reinforcement in that midfield, man. Casemiro I is. I think Valverde is doing well. Uh, as far as you know, I've seen him. He he seems to be pretty promising. And uh, again, like as you said, Rodrigo, Vinicius, both being really young uh, and you know starting those amount of games. I I uh, seem to understand that Odegaard is back at the club too. Uh, so yeah, they like I I never expected this from Real Madrid, but uh, they are going to be the side that nurtures young talent and uh, it's almost like uh, with Barcelona and Real Madrid, now the roles have been reversed uh, and it's Real Madrid who is uh, promoting from within uh, or scouting out good talent and nurturing them, right? Yes, uh, that has been the case for the past couple of seasons, right? Uh, but uh, mentioning Odegaard or uh, Valverde, as you said, Freddy Valverde, Still, uh, there is a lack of that star midfielder there. The three that are playing are stars. That is correct. But I still think they need some kind of reinforcement there. Uh, yeah, but again, I, I uh, think uh, they have a star manager to compensate for that, right? <laughs> like Zinedine Zidane, who, who took like four years to lose a Champions League knockout match. So, I think even that would play a huge role. Uh, if you talk about their progression into the Champions League. Yeah, I mean, not gonna lie, uh, when when first Zidane won the Champions League, 
I thought that he was, you know, he was this legendary player uh, who has been legendary for that club in particular. So that's why the players look up to him and that's why they are winning. But uh, you can see how the team has evolved. Uh, yes, they are clinging on to the, uh, you know, old guards uh, like Cruz, like Modric. Uh, but, you know, like, uh, and uh, of course, letting go players like Kovacic and uh, Sebayas even on loan. Uh, it's not a good move, but like if you see the La Liga games that they have played this season, you understand that it, this is not a Real Madrid side that used to you know bang three or four goals or used to have like seven eight chances in the first half itself. Uh, this is a team that is set up solidly in defense. Uh, they are airtight. Furlan Mendy is playing really good. Uh, his second season should be better than his first. Courtois is performing. Uh, in a very high level in my opinion. It's his third season now. He has seemed to finally settle down in Real Madrid. And yeah, it's a good team. Uh, it needs, it's in my opinion, a couple of world-class additions away from the team that could, you know, really rival clubs like City or Bayern or, uh, you know, Liverpool for, for that ultimate prize. And like, they are almost there in my opinion. Like, huh, you mentioned Kortua, right? For six months, for season or 18 months, right? That time, there was a real doubt of cloud over him. Would he be a perfect fit for Real Madrid or not? He put in some shit performances. Like, uh, I think Ariola was their second goalkeeper at that time. He was replacing him uh, in some matches, if I remember, right? Because they were so uh, disappointed in him. But the way last season went for him, like, I really have... The defense is not a problem for Real Madrid. Ramos is playing like a 24-year-old, right? He's just getting better with age. Varane, he ages like fine wine. Rafael Varane, uh, no doubts there. Uh, Carvajal, no doubts there. Um, Mendy playing, or uh, like if Marcelo plays, no doubt there. So I don't think the defense is any kind of a problem for them. They have a world-class striker. They have a world-class midfield, which I think uh, could need, uh, like, could have some reinforcement. But yeah, they they will manage. Still, attack could have been more energizing. And if we can see the Eden Hazard that we saw at Chelsea, if we can even see a glimmer of that player, I think yeah, this team has the potential to do something. Uh, still talking about Champions League, I don't see them progressing much ahead. I How think far do you think they'll go? They'll bow out in the quarterfinals. That's, That's my a guess. Safe and bet. Maybe they'll get lucky if they get a good draw. But no, I don't think they'll get to the uh, finals at all. Semi-finals, very little chance. Uh, quarterfinals, they'll bow out. So, uh, like, are we seeing them comfortably finishing first in this group, though? Uh... Yes, in this group. Yeah, I think uh, it won't be a problem, right? Like, they have Shakhtar, Inter and Borussia Mönchengladbach. So, like, uh, I think Inter would be the one uh, challenging them for the top spot. Uh, but I don't think them overtopping uh, Real Madrid. I'll disagree, Shravan. I'll put Inter Milan <laughs> at first in this group. Uh, like... <laughs> I yeah, think I mean, Inter Milan. Ha, like okay, uh, not out of that. Okay, they are rivals uh, to Barcelona, but not out of that. I really like to 
I really like to see them play well. I don't care where they. I obviously I'll want them to end their Champions League uh, run early, but I still want to uh, watch them play well. But I don't think Inter Milan would give a wee bit of ground to them this season in this group. Uh, yeah, and and I mean like just just ending on. Uh, Real Madrid's note, uh, Eden Hazard in his eight seasons for Chelsea, they missed 20 games, just 20 games out uh, of injury, right? Uh, he had a clause in his contract that said that if a manager doesn't pick him for tactical reasons, uh, they had to, uh, like the manager had to personally shell out fine to the player and his agent, <laughs> right? Uh, and that's how he almost played every single game unless he was sidelined by injury or suspensions and he has missed 24 games already for Real Madrid in the past one season itself mm-hmm. and this is the player that like he's supposed to be in the prime of his life he's 29 he's not young uh, he's not an Usman Dembele type so, of player who is finding his ground right he's a world class player as he's Eden Hazard is a kind of a player uh, if he plays consistently he'll definitely find his footing right but there is where the problem lies. He hasn't played consistently. He hasn't played many matches, many matches for Real Madrid since his signing. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, a bit iffy. But I think, yeah, they'll get through the uh, round of 16 easily. So, but not... like moving, moving on to the club that uh, Sunny famously picked to uh, like supersede Madrid uh, is Inter. And Inter has... Uh, like surprise, surprise! One of the old coaches of Chelsea. I mean, who saw this coming? Almost half the uh, Champions League uh, group stage by now would have ex-Chelsea managers uh, by the you know speed that Chelsea sack managers. So Inter with Antonio Conte is very exciting. He he plays that uh, five at the back football, and you know uh, they have bought in. Acharaf Hakimi from Real Madrid uh, this season, who is uh, who played very well for Dortmund uh, past couple of years. He was out on loan, of course, from Real Madrid, and like uh, being uh, seen Conte firsthand, uh, you know, uh, it's it's very essential for his clubs to have really good uh, wing backs. We had uh, Victor Moses and Alonso who. People wouldn't say that they are the top quality wingbacks uh, in in Premier League, right? But uh, that's that's how that's the kind of players that he tends to pick. They are generally dark horses. Uh, so one side we have Ashley Young, and uh, the other side we have Achara Fatimi now. And Lukaku and Lotaro are not slowing down anytime soon. And Hakimi, man, what a steal! Forty millions, forty-five millions. Or thereabout, what a scheme. I think one of the best signings of this summer. One of the best signings of this summer. Of course, and and they have have added Vidal for some extra shithousery down the midfield. And I think that, you know, it's a really good, it's it's a really good team, in my opinion. Yeah, so Inter Milan uh, reached quarterfinals last season. I think they will reach the quarterfinals. Syria, they are giving uh, Juventus a run for their money this season. Yeah, uh, it won't absolutely. be. Like, yeah, be like the past decade has has been for uh, Juventus. It won't be that easy. 
uh, Inter Milan will definitely definitely push them to the edge. Uh, maybe they can get the Serie, lift the Serie this season. Uh, yeah, the Conte and, for me, like he seems to play well in the league. Always he tends to perform at the highest level in the leagues. But uh, in terms of cup competitions, he always seems to falter a bit. So. Like we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I I definitely back them to top the group. Uh, so, uh, Shravan, do you want to add anything? Uh, you want to say something about uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach? Uh, yeah, no, like not really exactly. They haven't had a big signing of such this uh, transfer window as well. Uh, they like they started off the previous season really well, right? Like after the first eight. Uh, weekdays when we had to sack Kovac, uh, they were actually at the top of the table. But then, uh, like things really did not go well for them. And then, like in the end, they had to uh, like scramble on the final match day to get the win so that they could qualify for the Champions League. So, like it's really like as uh, we have discussed, we all think that Real Madrid and Inter are going through, right? Uh, so, like, even for the third position, I think it would be a great battle between Shakhtar and uh, Munchen Gladbach. Yeah, I mean, uh, Marco Rosa, who is the uh, Munchen Gladbach's manager, uh, is uh, w- was declared as one of the most erotic managers to watch uh, his tactics play out, and he's he's definitely a good manager. And uh, off the screen, I was uh, telling uh, Shravan previously too that. If if they want to sack Joachim Low and if Marco Rosa is available, like you should go for him. I mean, he's a really, really good manager. So yeah, just moving on to the next uh, group. Uh, it's Group C, uh, which has Man City, Porto, Olympiacos, and Marseille. So um, like, can we start with Man City, Sunny? Um, definitely topping the group, I think. Semi-finals at the very least. Uh, the start to the Premier League Guardiola season has finally win it in his final season. Uh, not likely. <laughs> not likely. Final season. I don't think they in, are. Is this the last season for Guardiola to no, go? No, for? if he if he doesn't win, he won't be there next season. Surely. The start to the Premier League has been a bit shaky, but they'll find. Uh, uh, the ground, they'll do it. Uh, they always do. No issues there. Uh, I don't think Premier League would be a problem for them. Uh, they'll give a fight to Liverpool. Uh, maybe win it. Uh, can't really predict that, right? But Champions League, they are not winning this season. Um, I place them at semi-finals, man. Uh, let's see what draw the, a draw they get at semi-finals. But yeah, semi-finals. Man, going out to Lyon was uh, a real low for them last season, I guess. I, yes, Lyon was playing really well. Uh, but beating Real Madrid how they did and then doing something like that. I don't know why uh, Manchester City has not been able to proceed in the Champions League. Like They have spent, what, 400-500 millions on defenders only? And still, their problem is the defense. Uh, they get Ruben Neves for uh, uh, what? Uh, Ruben Diaz. Ruben Diaz, sorry. What? Yeah. For 60 millions, right? 68 millions. Yeah, something Just, like that. 
yeah benefica got 60 million 68 millions and think about what benefica can do with their squad with that 60 million and he has got one defense that is i don't know uh, i don't think he will add uh, much to their team right yeah, i mean i, I also added nathan ake right yeah yeah from so nathan ake is from bond from bond i think i think like uh, nathan ake was a good addition but again overpriced as hell Uh, uh for a relegated club you shouldn't be buying mm-hmm. players from a relegated club for 40 fucking million uh no matter what great quality that player is uh those clubs are just trapped for money so like you can you can just you know bargain them to hell but i i like the signings that they have made this season not gonna lie uh ruben diaz is a very good player uh, and if imeric laport Uh, and ruben diaz both managed to stay fit uh, throughout the season they have a really good defense let's not forget uh, injuries were the problems that kept them out uh, kept them you know highly ineffective largely but i i think that you know the one chink in the armor that i can see now is probably benjamin mendy who has been absolutely shit this season and i mean there is no way to understate that uh, he's he used to be a really good player i used to follow him at monaco but uh, i don't know man like he has fallen off a cliff so i really hope that uh, you know guardiola converts nathan ake to play as a left back so that he can you know squeeze in all the players that he has to the best effect but i still think uh, three months down the line we are going to see fernandino in that center back position it, it always seems to <laughs> i mean to so yeah all the spendings and everything after that is injury prone this season like we've seen for past six months jesus is injured uh, aguero is injured right Stur- doesn't seem to like Uh, we don't know where sterling will play will we, will he play as a striker will he play left wing will he play right wing mares goes in and out no particular place for him kevin de bruyne seems they to be the only one who is a kevin de bruyne like he is the uh, guaranteed starter in that attacking lineup i don't Correct. think that uh, unless aguero comes in i don't think that anyone else is starting on a regular basis in that and that's not because they're shit of course they are extremely good and that's that's a good headache to have in my opinion so yeah i think uh, the league won't be a problem for that the premier league english league champions league uh, no i don't see them going all the way like at least till semi finals we can safely you know assume uh, that they will make it to semi tak yeah yeah even semi-tuck i semi like, the unless unless they play bayern <laughs> in the quarter finals uh, <laughs> or in the round of 16 i think they, they'll reach the semi finals this time definitely comfortably so like yeah. this group for all the weird reasons has uh, the most contentious second position because uh, porto marseille both are not that great squads and not that bad either to be honest right so who do you think will finish the second in this group i think i would go with porto over marcel and i think like i don't know why but i i just think <laughs> it's going to be porto 
Sunny, do you agree uh, with that? I have a good feeling about Marseille. I have a good feeling about Marseille uh, second in this group. Like uh, they've been consistent last season. Uh, surely I don't know a lot about them. I haven't seen their matches to be honest. But For- still, what I've heard, what I've read, I think yeah, I safe bet that they can finish second over Porto. Yeah, I was about to say that and for someone who does not uh, follow football so religiously, I haven't heard the names of any of these three clubs ever. So basically, Olympiakos is a, a Greek club. Uh, they have they are pretty much consistent in their own league, but uh, they, they don't seem to uh, bother Champions League that much, to be honest. Marseille are sleeping giants, sort of, uh, before PSG... And, uh, you know, before this uh, Qatari money injection into the French League, it used to be Olympic Lyon and Olympic Marseille. Those were the two great teams. And uh, both, uh, you know, like had a really bad slump in in their form. But, yeah, uh, again, Marseille also has an ex-Chelsea manager. Uh, It'll never get old saying this. Uh, Andre Villas-Bos, I rate him very highly. Uh, he's a very good manager. It's a shame it couldn't work out for him at Chelsea. Uh, it was mainly due to player politics and other stuff. Uh, Chelsea were trying to move on from the great generation that won them the Champions League and there was resistance. But Marseille has a good, exciting squad. I think that Thauvan, who used to play for uh, Newcastle, uh, is a really good player. Porto, I don't see them uh, finishing in the second spot or uh, like they even progressing into the next round because uh, they have again lost uh, Alex Telles to Manchester United and that guy uh, contributed to a lot of goals last season and I don't see where the goals are coming from. So, I mean, again, uh, it's not much of a debate here because uh, even if Marseille or Porto get through, they are not going to make that far into the Champions League. Let's be honest. So, yeah, let's we can safely move on to uh, the next group. And I think that, uh, Crony, you'll have to say something about the next group. Yeah, so the next is Group D, uh, which has Liverpool, Ajax, Atlanta and Midtjylland. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm not able to pronounce that right. I'll say that again. It's basically a club that defeated Manchester United once. Uh, so that that, uh, that is a lot of clubs. I mean, yeah. have <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think Liverpool would definitely top this group uh, because uh, like last season they like before uh, the coronavirus lockdown, they really had a great season, right? Uh, they went undefeated for like I I don't even remember how many matches when they were finally defeated by Watford. And uh, I think they really have a great squad. They could have gone uh, in the latest, like they could have progressed more uh, to the quarterfinals even, I guess, last year, uh, if not due to a goalkeeping error by Adrian. And yeah, so I think Liverpool would, uh, with the squad, uh, like comparing the squad uh, from last season to this season, it has only gotten better with the addition of Thiago Alcantara, right? So, yeah, I think uh, even they are like a really great semi-final contenders and you could expect them to top this group. 
man i hate to scapegoat but we have to address adrian and the 72 result i mean jo gomez <laughs> oh, adrian right. both was... were absolutely terrible in that match yeah man like adrian giving away the first goal and jo gomez being terrible throughout the match man that's really horrible to see and adrian has cost like the atletico madrid game uh, which was a huge game and not a league game against aston villa in the starting of the season that that was a champions league round of 16 second leg final like uh, extra time it could not get bigger than that and then he screwed up big time <laughs> uh, and like to put things into perspective aston villa is a side which ma- barely managed to stay in the premier league Uh, let's not kid ourselves. Last season, yeah. they this uh, you know clinched their spot in the Premier League on the last day, right? Uh, on the very last day, they clinched it. Uh, they yeah. finished, I think, uh, in the fourth last spot, uh, if I'm not wrong. And mm-hmm. I mean, like losing seven two as a defending Premier League champion and uh, <laughs> with the same core of players who have won the Champions League in the past two years, that that's yeah, absolutely shambolic. Yeah, so even that would highlight how much important uh, Sadio Mane and uh, Alisson are for our team, right? They have been the two most standout performance, like performance in the last two seasons, I guess. The one in which we won the Champions League and the one in which we won the league. Like we would, ah, uh, in the Champions League season, Allison made that amazing save against. Ah, uh, I think it was um, some Napoli striker. I guess it was Milic or something like that. Ah, uh, he made an amazing save in the 90th minute to send us through the to the knockout stages, and we eventually won that season. But ah, uh, and we saw Sadio Mane like scoring in the injury time last season to. Get us those vital three points and win us the league. So yeah, like their absence together in a single match with Alison Serer, Joe Gomez, and Van, even Van Dijk's terrible performance. Uh, yeah, that just resulted in seven two, I guess. Yeah, I mean we should not so, write the, write themselves uh, them off really soon. Uh, there, yeah, there were a couple of un. Uh, you know unfortunate goals as well in that uh, yeah. but uh, you you have no uh, excuse i guess losing seven yeah no an absolutely terrible performance <laughs> so like, uh, shravan explanation like, yeah uh, the defense post lockdown liverpool's defense post lockdown do you think there is yeah. something to worry there or they'll be all yeah, right yeah earlier i like earlier i thought uh just because they had won the league after two matches after the lockdown right so they just switched off uh, after work, working hard like throughout the season so which uh we lost 4-0 to manchester city we lost to arsenal we lost the community shield to arsenal again and uh, yeah so like uh, now the 7-2 to arsenal uh, aston villa like it's uh, really worrisome now the amount of goals that we are conceding and we Like you let again, a lot of like, goals in with Chel- against Chelsea as well. Uh, that was a four-three thriller, right? Yeah, four-three. We ended up, uh, yeah, four-three against Chelsea, four-three against Leeds as well, right? Uh, that amazing game, uh, first game back in the Premier League for Leeds after twenty years, and they scored three against the current Premier League champions. Uh, yeah, so like it's really worrisome. Uh, Like so how far do you Liverpool think Liverpool defense. can go this season? 
Yeah, I think uh, Jurgen Klopp would has enough time to sort it out, right? Uh, so yeah, I think that with the addition of Thiago Alcantara, obviously that is a major boost for them. Uh, I would expect them to reach the semi-finals unless, like that's uh, unless they are faced with a consecutive difficult matches in the round of 16 and quarter-finals. You can never really predict that, right? Like yeah. if they come across Real Madrid and Barcelona consecutively, that's then it would be really difficult. But yeah, I think I would expect them to reach the semi-finals. Can we safely say that they are topping this group though? I mean, it's yeah, very definitely. comfortable. Yeah, I think Liverpool first and I would pick Atlanta over Ajax for the second position. I yeah, definitely. Know, I like, mean, yeah, if you guys agree with that. But Ajax isn't the same, right? Of what it was two years ago, like almost all of their star-studded lineup is like gone. gone to either Barcelona, Madrid, or Chelsea. So yeah, like again, yeah. Uh, you know, like the that season which uh, in which they went to the semi-finals. After that, yeah. they have lost uh, their captain in uh, Delict. De then they have lost their vice captain in Dion. Uh, then they have lost uh, Ziyech, who was also, uh, uh, you know, the star player in that team to Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, they have mm-hmm. lost a young talent in Serginio Dest. And yeah. they have brought in Davy Klassen. And there's a 30-plus-year-old Dusan Tadic, who is still in the front. Mm. So it's it's looking really bleak for Ajax. And not to forget uh, Donny Van de Beek. Yeah, they lost Donny Van Der Beek too uh, to Manchester yeah. United. So, I mean, it's it's really I, I can't see Ajax exiting this group. To be honest, I'd like to be proven wrong, but uh, Atlanta, amazing club. I I just love Atlanta. How they play, uh, they are very mm. unconventional. You know, the players you see in that team, uh, like Zapata, uh, like Ilicic. And uh, you know, like you don't expect these uh, these uh, bunch of players to uh, be the ones who will score the most goals in Syria. But that's what they ended up doing last season, and it's been going for quite some time. And you know, Gasperini is an amazing manager. I think that uh, you know, if if uh, a big club in the future decides to sack someone, he's definitely a very good. Uh, managerial replacement in my opinion uh, and yeah I mean Atlanta I'm really excited to see what they do in this uh, this year because last year they were very you know they had a bad group in my opinion so. uh, and, and again, like they have started this uh, season right as well right because they have like uh, top of the Serie A table and they have already scored like 12 or 13 goals in 3 games so that's quite remarkable. Like they are continuing their goal scoring streak from the last season. Yeah, yes, and I, mean, I wanted to ask that. And again, after you know uh, Liverpool, that everyone knows uh, is from the PL. And what about the rest three? I have I don't know from which leagues do these teams come from. So Shravan, do you care? Do you care to add to that? Or reply to that? Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, we have Liverpool from the Premier League. We have Atlanta, that is from Italian League, Syria. Uh, then we have uh, Ajax from the Netherlands, and then we have Midtjylland from Denmark. Denmark. Yeah, Danish League. Yeah. Yeah. So, I I guess like we can move on to the next group now. Uh, 
the next group is of course uh, group e uh, sevilla chelsea krasnodar and reni i'll i'll so i'll start uh, i'll start this one so uh, i i definitely see chelsea topping this group but uh, it it could be down to you know the uh, single match that comes between uh, you know chelsea versus sevilla in in the home or return leg that could decide who finishes first and uh, I, i don't know like uh julian lopetegui has set up their team quite well in my opinion uh and uh, you know chelsea of course have spent 200 million this season on uh like signings alone in a in a covid hit market where it was difficult for everyone to get players uh, and chelsea have managed to get kai havertz for 90 million zh for 38 uh werner for 55 and they have added some smart additions like thiago silva so i i definitely see chelsea going really deep uh, into this season i really hope so uh, yeah so i i see chelsea at least going to quarter finals uh, if if not farther than that i think that lampard will be the deciding factor because he already has that crop of players so it's just enough time for him to find a good set of tactics to fit these players in so first of all did the premier league teams did not get a memo that the transfer window was not going to be so expensive this season like each team you see have had big signings have spent tons of money and that has only happened in the english league like how they have done that no idea where they're getting the money and chelsea uh, okay you can understand chelsea they've been out of the transfer window for like two seasons and then the kind of upper management that they have uh, totally they won this uh, window this transfer window like best transfer window any team has had this season right uh, werner havertz zh when he comes right uh, lampard has lampard has to and i think he will figure out where these players fit like seeing havertz coming in from the right flank in the first match right i think that was a blunder but now uh, he has got the perfect uh, place he's playing in that place that we know he is good and he will be good at that werner i think lampard will not take long to figure werner out as well uh tammy man he just cannot score those outfield goals i don't know why he cannot score so yeah i mean like with tammy i think it's it's very much about confidence Uh, more than anything is a really young attacker so i think he'll eventually find his feet and you know i really hope that uh, chelsea will finish first i hope that chelsea finish first in this group sevilla spanish club uh, i hope like they'll finish second so with that let's move on to the next group so for group e uh, again krasnodar the russian team i don't expect them to go really far uh, rene uh with uh, you know chelsea buying uh, their goalkeeper uh, mendy and uh, leeds buying rafinha from uh, rene i don't think that you know both of them really stand a chance against sevilla or chelsea uh, rene i still think can finish third for the europa league spot so i think i think that's enough to be said about that group so let's move on to f uh, Shravan, do you care to start us off with Group F? 
Yeah, so uh, it's Borussia Dortmund, Zenit, St. Petersburg, uh, Lazio, and Brujas. Uh, I guess that's a club from Belgium, right? Uh, so yeah, the uh, most uh, interesting uh, club in this group is Borussia Dortmund, obviously. Well, uh, like uh, people have been expecting to like for uh, for Dortmund to win like for a long long time right now but they uh, like every year they finish second to bayern in the uh, league they sometimes they sometimes win the dfb pokal and like they are nowhere seen in the champions league right now like after 2013 uh, they they have like just disappeared from the champions league despite having a like more than average squad right um so yeah, for this season uh, they had got Jude Bellingham, which is a 17-year-old from Birmingham. Uh, for some weird reason, Birmingham has decided to retire the jersey number of this 17-year-old wonder kid, uh, in their opinion. Uh, the other like great news uh, for Dortmund is that Jaden Sancho has not moved to Manchester United. Like even that. I think that's a great news for Jaden Sancho as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> he has a yeah. chance in Champions League to go deeper now that he's not in Manchester United. <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. And uh, this transfer window, they have also got in Munir from PSG. Uh, so I think, like this season, if you see their squad. Uh, that's a perfect combination of veterans and youngsters. Like they've got Munir, Hummels, and Royce, who have like who are around 30 years old, and they've got uh, pretty much experience, right? And they have an experience of playing in big matches as well. Like in the Champions League, in World Cup, they are experienced for that. And they have this dynamic PC youngsters like Jaden Sancho, uh, Julian Brandt, uh, Erling Haaland. Like all of them are, they possess so much pace, a pace that they could rattle any defense in a matter of seconds. Uh, yeah, I think I think so, that was yeah, that I is think, the missing piece in my opinion from Dortmund, right? Uh, because they yeah. didn't have that uh, experience, uh, and like now that they have got players like yeah, so Munier, I think they have passed the transition phase, and this is their well settled squad. I think I must say with the perfect combination. And it has to be now or never for them, right? If they do not perform well with this squad, we all know that big clubs are coming for Jaden Sanju, big clubs are coming for Erling Haaland, and they would just be IX 2.0, British Dortmund, as always. As always. So, and I mean, yeah, yeah this this is a yeah. nice crop, man. And uh, like, I, I could add that Emre Chan and Witzel have also been good additions to the side. Uh, they add that much needed uh, you know ruthlessness to the side that yeah. uh, that can actually shut out good counter attacking opposition uh, while their their own players like royce like reina who is playing amazingly well in bundesliga this mm. season for dortmund uh, sancho mm. haland everyone so fucking lightning quick in that team that once they break down that counter attack they can you know like go ahead themselves so like i'm really excited for this dortmund team to do something right so like where do you see yeah. them finishing you know highest in the group 
Uh, yeah, like obviously, I think that they would top the group because they do not have much competition. I guess I think Lazio would be the one uh, to compete, uh, but I think Borussia Dortmund have too much uh, ability in their squad to at least top the group, and I think uh, they would reach the quarterfinals at least this season. Yeah, I mean, again, uh, Lazio, an Italian side, so uh, they have Ciro Immobile in their ranks, uh, who, yeah. of course, was ex-BVB, was not treated well there, yeah. didn't feel like home, uh, didn't score many or any goals for them. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, like, when as soon as he moved back to Syria, he's, he's been amazing. And, like, he took, uh, like, he... Uh, crossed Ronaldo for the amount of goals last season. Uh, yeah, like right, technically uh, he crossed uh, Lewandowski as well. He won the European Golden Shoe. Yeah, he won uh, the you, Yeah, so that's really great of him. But I still think that Dortmund would top and Lazio at second. Like, Dortmund has that overall you know, quality in them. Yeah, to take and them this would ahead. be Haaland's first uh, complete season, right? Uh, yeah. Like starting, uh, he just joined in in January uh, to Dortmund. So this would be like a really good start, a complete season start for him. So yeah, I think they have to like win a trophy, win a major trophy this season, like at a league or the Champions League. So that, uh, you know, right, because of the 50 plus one rule, you have a lot of German youngsters who want to play in the Bundesliga and who even get the opportunity. But you really need to make Borussia Dortmund a dream club for German youngsters to play in. Right now, I think it's only Bayern Munich, right? You pick up a, a academy player in Stuttgart and you just ask him, where do you want to end up playing? So he'll definitely say Bayern Munich. And what do you want to win? He'll say the Champions League. So yeah, you need such things happening for uh, Borussia Dortmund as well. Yeah, and again, uh, Lazio, we can assume that they'll uh, finish second. Zenit, uh, St. Petersburg, of course, the Russian team, uh, is it's a good team. Uh, it's more like uh, the skeleton that Andre Vyashbos left before he went to Marseille. Uh, it it uh, still has Artem Zhuba, who is that Russian uh, striker who tore everyone apart in the World Cup. Right. Yeah, he still continues to like bully small defenders, I guess. He's yeah, I so think strong. that like he, he should not even be considered a human being. <laughs> That's how fucking big he is. It, uh, so, Shravan, with Bayern being Bayern, yeah. uh, do you think uh, Dortmund has any chance in the league? Yeah, man, Germany. we have the capability to win the... Like on paper... Uh, we have been saying that for a few years now, right? That they have the strength to win the, uh, like to win the league. They have even displayed that strength in one-on-one matches against Bayern as well in the last uh, couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. Even in the DFL Super Cup, you could see like we needed a lucky goal from Kimmich in the last minute to topple them. So I think it would be a really, uh, like. Great contest between them. Probably what we had uh, between Liverpool and Manchester City a couple of seasons back when the two teams were like really uh, above the rest of the lot. So I think I see the same happening uh, in the Bundesliga this season. But in the end, I think Bayern will go victorious. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, like, let's not forget that before COVID, before Hansi Flick, uh, Bayern were not even the in the title fray. It was uh, like uh, people said it Munch, was a yeah. Of- it was Munchen Gladbach, Dortmund, Leipzig, uh, uh, and Bayern Leverkusen fighting for the top four. Surprisingly, but yeah. then yeah, you see, and league is about all the long and, run, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And again, I mean, this is the problem with Dortmund too. Like they are, they are a great side, but they suffer from that uh, thing where yeah. you know they they don't seem consistent enough, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. No. Like the season in which Liverpool uh, reached the Champions League final and then they lost to Real Madrid. I think uh, that's the same case for the Dortmund squad right now. That they can perform in big matches, uh, but I don't think that they are consistent enough to perform in the league. So I think um, like they would have a really good performance in the Champions League, uh, but league they would eventually crumble under the pressure. <laughs> So again, I mean, the uh, we can like safely assume that Club Bruges, the club, uh, you know, Belgium, Belgium champions, are yeah, sadly going to finish bottom. last uh, in this <laughs> yeah. table because I don't see them finishing any higher. Uh, Zenit, yeah. Zenit will take that uh, Europa League spot, in my opinion. So uh, with that, I think we can move on to Group G. Uh, so Sunny, that it's your favorite team's time now. So like, let's let's begin. Let's start. Uh, how Barcelona are doing this season? And uh, yeah, so I'll first start with how I think the group will look like after those six game weeks. I think Juventus uh, will top this group. Uh, Barcelona second, yes. Uh, Kiev third, and this uh, Farnak. I don't know how to pronounce this. My bad. Sorry. I think they'll finish fourth. Uh, it's it's Ferran Kravosi. Ferran Kravosi. Okay, Ferran Kravosi. I'm sorry, uh, you guys are going down this season. Uh, Kiev, yeah, they have been around, right? So, we can safely assume they'll take that Europa League spot. Juventus, um, they really look good, man. They really look good under Pirlo. Uh, they have great structure. Um, Dybala is playing through the middle. Uh, you can see players playing where they are actually good, right? Um, Ronaldo. See, they have Ronaldo, and I think he's. Uh, like I the see, most. I see with Juventus that uh, the only problem that they could have is Pirlo probably lacking that managerial experience to mm-hmm. take them further. But uh, if you see, uh, they have Ronaldo uh, who can muscle out the -hmm. defenders, who can draw the defenders in. Uh, You have Morata who can play that second striker role. Whereas, uh, you know, Dybala could move into more of a playmaking position, which uh, we saw him do in Palermo and in the early days of Juventus, right? Uh, Again, uh, I think personally that uh, Juventus buying uh, Chiesa uh, from Fiorentina, if I'm not wrong, and then selling Douglas Costa was an amazing business for them because Kiesa is again an exciting player uh, who could do really good things. Uh, how about Barcelona, though? How about like what do you think? Uh, uh, yeah, so do? opening matches that we saw for Barcelona, uh, the attack seems hopeful. Uh, Coutinho 
has totally turned it around from uh, the season pre uh, like the season before right uh, he has become absolutely strong he has become fast he's finding spaces everywhere right uh, no problem there messi no problem there um ansu fati man golden boy no problem there um problem is do we have a striker uh, koman cannot find the perfect place for uh, grisman to play right now but maybe i think he will eventually uh, find that out right attack is not problem uh, yeah frankie de jong man uh, this will be the season that frankie de jong will rise above the rest right uh, he's playing where he likes where he played with ajax uh, with ajax the position he's playing in uh, the same position he played under koman in the netherlands national team right so frankie de jong going, is going to be absolutely important for us this season then busquets uh, had a bad first game then absolutely absolutely uh, powerful performances in the next two games all the uh like all the changes that we were uh, hearing that would come everything that we thought would come still they have not addressed the main problem that barca have had is the defense right they have stayed with the same defense they have not strengthened it at all they've got sergino dest but i don't think uh, he'll start over roberto uh, jordi alba will not uh, give up his position pk and langley uh, longley will not give up their positions right uh, under koman we are playing a very high line right uh, we are pressing uh, the ball you can see sergio busquets and uh, frankie de jong regularly in the opposition's box so the defenders are slow man they are absolutely slow yeah and they let, are getting not, tested on on counter attacks still a barcelona player yes <laughs> yes right right so uh, they'll have to figure that out they're playing a very high line and they're pressing a lot so counter attacks are a big problem to them uh, and let's not forget that for a couple of game weeks they'll have uh, neto in the nets and not uh, terstegen who by the way uh, today i heard will only sign his contract if he's made the highest paid goalkeeper in europe yeah i we'll mean like barcelona's transfer window i think has been really uh, catastrophic uh, in my opinion because yeah. uh, they they needed a reaction after that it uh, to defeat with uh, bayern but they have reacted in my opinion the wrong way they have an uh, unhappy messi uh, they have failed to bring in memphis depay uh, only good things that i can see is trinkau playing very well right now ansu fati playing very well right now coutinho playing well uh dest is not uh the daniel was like player yet uh so again i mean like B- barcelona are a project in my opinion as of now uh, 
uh, it's too early to comment but yeah uh, can you see them topping this group though no i cannot uh, to be honest see uh, game week 1 they have juventus right but two days before that they have real madrid they have the we have the el clasico two days just before this uh, first game week and and see, Kuman has uh, to do well in the clasico or else he'll yeah. get fired i mean yes so uh, it was a total shit house performance against sevilla the third game week uh Barcelona have always uh, started well. Always started the season well, right? They did that for the first two games. Uh, a solid performance against Vigo, a solid perform- performance against Villarreal. But uh, then, yes, uh, I think I think uh, the jury is still out on this new project that you're saying. Uh, we'll see so how full. Arthur and Pjanic swap also works out. Uh, we can um, we can see, see directly now, right? See until Busquets is playing well, Busquets will play. As soon as he makes a single mistake, Pjanic will replace him. That's that. One mistake and Pjanic will start the next match. Uh, Seem to me that they are desperate to get Pjanic in, but Busquets is performing really well. One bad match and Pjanic comes in, right? Um, yeah, uh, I don't see them being winning the uh, Spanish league. Um, maybe they'll be third also cannot say uh not winning second or third uh, atletic because atletico and sevilla are really really good at the moment right yeah. uh, then in the champions week uh, yes round of 16 will not be a problem quarter depends on the draw that uh, we get uh, and i think if luck persists we can reach the semi final otherwise quarter finals is it is for us like if we get a team like real madrid or a bayern munich or a psg manchester city we're out in the quarter finals as of now uh, the attacking prospects seem hopeful but still have to work a lot on our defensive play that's what i'll say but the jury still out on the coman era yeah so crony like uh, this is a controversial one uh, juventus barcelona who finishes uh, ahead what do you reckon yeah so i think Juventus finishes ahead, uh, just like purely because Barcelona, like uh, Sunny said, that they have El Clasico uh, two days before, and I think uh, that's a huge game for Koeman as well. He he would not rest any of the top eleven players for both of the games, I guess. So yeah, I think uh, like two uh, consecutive intense matches. That's a huge disadvantage for the already aging Barcelona squad. So. uh yeah i think juventus top part uh there's another thing about juventus that you are missing is their average squad age right uh even they are fielding players who are like that 32 33 years old consistently uh, week in week out in their lineup so i don't know why did they make any big uh, signings this summer uh, like i think they are waiting for a huge humiliation what barcelona faced last season because uh, yeah everyone is saying that juventus won the serie and like they were unlucky enough to go out on uh, away goals but a team like juventus with a player like cristiano ronaldo should not be losing to leon right even if it is on away goals or stuff like that i think yeah so So like, I do not expect much wonders from Juventus as well, just because they are topping the group. Uh, yeah, again, I with Pirlo, it's going sim- to be a transitional season, and 
Yeah, man. Like I, I could literally draw analogies between Barcelona and Juventus right now. They are like equally badly uh, managed. Equally level, bad. Uh, yeah, man. I, I think it's it's not the players' fault or the manager's fault, but it's more uh, a fault from the recruiting perspective, in my opinion. And yeah, man. Like if it weren't for Messi and Ronaldo, we would definitely call it an equally bad club. Just because it's Messi and Ronaldo still carrying them, I think it would be good enough to call them, uh, I guess, average. Yeah, and again, I mean, Arthur will have a point to prove. Uh, Delict uh, definitely. Uh, is, uh, yeah, man. Even he is injured. Like a good uh, center back, a young one who's trying to get in, fit into the squad, and he's injured till November, I guess. So. Yeah, like, that's, it, like it will be it will be very difficult some. to see how you know this this team okay. it's a very confusing team in my opinion they have too many central midfielders uh, yeah, uh, i don't know what kilini bonucci and buffon are still doing in that team right now it, it's an italian so, club uh, yeah today the reports came that uh, cristiano ronaldo has tested positive for positive COVID. so that yeah. yeah so do you think that will affect the first game week match yeah so if he is not yeah if he's not in the starting lineup against uh, uh, barcelona then <laughs> i expect it to be a 0-0 match like there's nothing <laughs> both sides could <laughs> offer in that. that that could turn out to be an actually a spot on prediction in my opinion and yeah man like both teams are playing equally dull football right now like in at least till the end of the last season mm-hmm. uh, i don't i won't be surprised if it's a 0-0 score at the end yeah and uh, so yeah let's let's just agree on juventus finishing the top of the table barcelona second uh, dinamo kiev the ukrainian club it seems to be really promising in my opinion i just saw uh, ukraine versus germany the other day and uh, they the like a lot of players from that Ukrainian team were from Dynamo Kiev and they looked really sharp, uh, were good, uh, you know, uh, squad wise. Uh, to be honest, you know, Ferencvaros, like I have no idea about them. The Hungarian club uh, seems to be a good team, but I don't see them uh, even. Not good enough a, for Champions League, apparently. <laughs> At least the Champions League knockout yeah. stages. They are good enough for the group yeah. stages. <laughs> group stages, yeah. But yeah. So where do you reckon Juventus will end up like uh, in the playoffs? I think round of 16 is as far as they can go if uh, they have a lucky okay. draw. Uh, no, yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think it's uh, going to be the quarterfinals because if we expect Juventus to top this group, uh, they would get an easier. Uh, round of 16 game like probably against uh, Lazio or Atlanta or no sorry uh, I guess against Sevilla or Porto so I think quarter finals at max I don't see them progressing over unless that. unless they come off against uh, the second finisher of a group of death uh, speaking yeah, of so, which uh, uh, group H is an absolute group of death. Uh, like before, even we begin, let's just say uh, PSG, uh, who were the Champions League finalists last season, uh, going ahead as the favourites to top out this group. Uh, we have Leipzig, uh, who were the semi finalists last season, are looking sharp, really sharp uh, without Werner. They have Patrick Schick now. 
like they seem really promising. Manchester United is as usual the dumpster fire that it is. Uh, and uh, we have Istanbul Başak Şehir, which is uh, a fairly new club from Turkey, uh, which has uh, you know players like Dembaba, uh, Nasser Chadli, uh, Rafael who used to play for United, uh, Martin Skirtel who used to play for Liverpool. So I mean it's it's not a bad fourth side in my opinion, right? So like let's let's kick this off. Uh, so yeah. Uh, do you want to begin, Crony? Uh, yeah, so it's like uh, what I would predict is uh, PSG topping the group uh, because of their previous performances and just I, I think I would be lying if I say previous performances. I should correct myself by saying uh, that they have Mbappe and Neymar in their squad. <laughs> then uh, I think it would be a really tough uh, choice between Manchester United and Leipzig. Uh, man, if this would have been last season, we would have definitely picked Leipzig over United, right? Because of the form they were in and the football they were playing and the manager they had. Uh, but they unfortunately uh, sold uh, Timo Werner, like good for you, to, because he went to Chelsea. Uh, and he was like their standout performance uh, performer last year, right? He got 28 uh, league goals, I guess. So, like that has to be some sort of record. And if he was uh, not playing uh, behind Levant, like uh, in the same league as Lewandowski, it had to be some of, uh, one of the records. But uh, like they got in another uh, transfer, like from their sister club, which is uh, Red Bull Salzburg. Uh, they got in a player name known as He Chen Wong. Uh, like he's a really Great player. Uh, we saw him in a match against Liverpool when Salzburg uh, played against Liverpool at Anfield. And they came back from 3-0 down to go 3-3. And I guess then Mohamed Salah scored a goal in the dying stages to make it 4-3. So, yeah, he, uh, he Chen Wong and Minamino were the two great players in Salzburg. Minamino uh, went to Liverpool. Uh, in the January transfer window, and He Chen Wong uh, came to Leipzig, and so, of course Haaland like, also left for Dortmund. So they are also being graded left, right, and center, right? Yeah, <laughs> Red Bull clubs are being graded. That's some kind of irony, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like uh, he had uh, like more than ten, like double-digit uh, league goals and league assists last year. So I think he he's a good player. Uh, see if if the, if this was any other club and uh, you take a main player out of the club, you expect them to like really spiral downwards. But uh, Leipzig have Julian Nagelsmann as their manager. So like with that man, anything is possible. He made uh, like he got Leipzig into the Champions League semi-final. Like uh, how awesome can he more be? Yeah, he's I young, think, he's can dynamic. we safely say that uh, like they'll finish second in this group? Yeah, like I think I would pick Leipzig over Manchester United. I'm sorry, Sammy, but uh, <laughs> uh, that I, I would pick Leipzig over United. Yeah, I mean, again, with PSG, uh, they, they have let go of their old guards. Uh, you know, Cavani left, Thiago Silva who left the club. 
uh, with Icardi coming in, uh, Munier leaving and uh, them getting Florenzi as the replacement. Uh, I would say that their squad has gotten worse uh, as compared to last season. So, I don't really see them going really far, uh, in my opinion. Uh, probably like a quarterfinals and if uh, the draw is lucky or uh, Neymar and Mbappe find that reserves, they could go to semi-finals. Uh, Leipzig, again, like it's difficult. Uh, but yeah, United, it's really difficult to say anything about United right now. They have had a disastrous transfer window. And they have gotten a player that they don't need in Donny van de Beek. In my opinion, they needed a defensive midfielder uh, in, who had to play uh, in place of Matic, who has gotten really old now. But they have not gotten that. Uh, again, the 6-1 defeat to Spurs seems to be the nail in the coffin, in my opinion. Mourinho getting his sweet revenge against a team that refused to back its manager. And... You know, it's a really good uh, illustration of how uh, if a club decides to back a manager like Mourinho, uh, get the signings that he really wants, what can he do with that club? And hats off to Spurs. United, I see going comfortably through to the Europa League. Uh, I think the, they are not going any farther than that. So, anyone wants to add anything to it? Yeah, so United actually, I think uh, one of two things is going to happen. Either we'll see a Ole uh, firing or we'll see them improve, I guess. Uh, I still see them above uh, Leipzig this season. I don't know. I still have a feeling that they'll finish second. Uh, despite all their flaws, they'll just grind through that. I think they'll uh, move on to... Uh, round of 16 and maybe not further than that surely but yeah i think they'll not finish third in this group uh psg for me despite uh the squad uh getting uh, worse than the last season are still semi-final semi-finalists at the least just because they have neymar and mbappe so, yeah, uh, United, I think, second, PSG first, Leipzig third, and uh, PSG surely making it to the semi-finals and maybe the finals. I don't see them going out before the semi-finals. Yes. Man, I mean, like, I I think that Shravan and I can agree that we don't rate uh, Manchester United nearly as much as you do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't even defend about it because uh, Manchester United coming in the UCL in the first place was pretty surprising. I I expected much out of Leicester City, I think. Yeah, and I, I think in my opinion, Ole has done a decent job at United. But uh, he has not been given that backing that uh, he was maybe promised earlier. Uh, and yeah, it's blown up in their faces. Alex Telles is a good signing, but again, like you have to see where they are. And signing uh, an old Edinson Cavani is not going to paper over the problems that are there in United. And uh, the game against Spurs and how bad you defended uh, was pretty much a good, uh, you know, indicator of that. So I think that with that we have, you know, fairly. Uh, done a very comprehensive season preview. 
in my opinion so yeah i mean it's great talking to uh, crony and sunny both of you yeah just that it was you know great talking to you guys and uh, crony after i guess two episodes and uh, having bansal for the first time on this and would love to have you further for lot more episodes guys it was fun guys like i really enjoyed uh, recording this thanks a lot for having me uh, it was a really good time yeah guys same here thanks for having me and like i would just like to ask your final champions league winner predictions to all three of you and samrudhi you cannot say manchester united <laughs> <laughs> i i can see uh, city winning this year to be honest right like uh, it's an unlikely season to win for them but uh, everywhere that i see other good teams have uh, gone down in strength in my opinion uh, psg have become worse uh, leipzig have become worse liverpool have become worse yeah. uh, real madrid bayern ba- barcelona i don't i don't see any of them beating city on their day in my opinion so i i got a say city so 2020 uh, is a weird year so why not <laughs> uh, i yeah man <laughs> so i go with liverpool this season i guess if they can uh, like figure out that back line of theirs that high line that they play that other teams seem to be figuring out i guess liverpool have a great chance of winning the league again the champions league again okay sami do you want to add anything no i would go with bansal's opinion on this i would say liverpool will win okay <laughs> and how about you crony yeah, so, i mean that's tall praise <laughs> yeah like i i would predict bayern to beat liverpool in the final to win on the, to win the champions league <laughs> yeah so. so isn't that a conflict of interest for you daudi yeah. bayern yeah, versus so like, but it's better to finish first and second right <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> okay so who yeah, who will so, you support then then it will be safe that you know even if adrian starts you know that bayern is going to win <laughs> yeah and and if boateng starts we know liverpool is going to win right <laughs> yeah sir yeah so, i i think yeah you know like uh, with that i think we have done a pretty comprehensive coverage yeah. uh, like i i think people will have trouble going through it all at once exactly good night public Hello.